Welcome to Keeping It Real podcast with Kim Har and Kim Spence Mullen. We're real life friends who discuss real life problems in a real life way. As you listen to this podcast, we celebrate the good, support you through the bad, and point you to a real life God who has the answers. We invite you to join us at the table where together we'll laugh, sometimes we'll cry, but most importantly, our promise is to show up and do real life together. Welcome back, friends, to the Keeping It Real podcast. This is number nine, episode number nine. Hey, good for us, Kim. We're moving along. (laughs) We're getting to be pros. Yeah, really. Oh, man. I tell you, we've learned a lot already in just nine episodes of, you know, really the idea of saying, okay, when we first started talking, you know, we were at lunch and... 30 minutes turned into a couple hours, turned into an extra hour, and it was, you know, that was so much fun talking about that idea. Let's get together and invite our friends to join us, you know, at the table. And as we sit here and talk, we want you to understand that our intention is that we are real women. That's right. And we are going to tell raw stories and that we believe in God's restoring power Mm -hmm. in our lives. And, you know, when we talk about um, some hard to tackle subjects at times, we want you to know that we understand um, it's not always easy, Mm -hmm. you know, to face and deal with tough situations and, and tough topics. But that's why we want to do it though, is because we know when you shed light on things, it, gets the darkness off That's it right. brings god's power and we invite him in to um you know really bring healing and and the restoration into our lives well and when we're doing them we also you and i go over kind of the ideas of what we want to talk about mm-hmm. but they're not scripted yeah. so when we say it's keeping it real it really is keeping it real yeah. <laughs> we never know what's going to come out of each other's mouths <laughs> And that can be dangerous at times. Yeah. Uh, that's fun. Well, our subject today, um, so uh, brace yourselves, you know, is on forgiveness. Um, I know that this is a subject that a lot of people talk about. There are a lot of books written about mm-hmm. it. Um, but yet it is still really a difficult subject for us, isn't it? It's very difficult. And I think, honestly, as a therapist, that's one of the first things people come in with hurts, wounds. um, But nobody comes in saying, hey, would you help me forgive? It's more, hey, I've got these wounds, these hurts. And um, usually when we're talking about forgiveness, that's not the thing that, hey, I just want to forgive. Yeah. Because it means I've been hurt. It means I've been wounded. Trust has been broken. Promises, you know, not kept. Yeah. And so forgiveness is not, it's not an easy thing. Yeah. And sometimes we, we put other words with it, like you're talking about wounded, rejected, mm-hmm. um, things that we don't even recognize necessarily as, right. um, that are causing us to stay in a mode of unforgiveness. But let's talk about why. I mean, we'll ha- we always have our keeping it real question. Right. So we're going to ask that here in just a minute. <laughs> but I, I want to kind of start with why do we need to forgive? You know, Corey Ten Boone, there is a quote that she made that I wrote down. Corey Ten Boone once said, forgiveness is the key that unlocks the door of resentment 
and the handcuffs of hatred. Mm. It's a power that breaks the chains of bitterness and the shackles of selfishness. Mm. And I think that on the why do we need, what are the benefits of forgiving, um, is setting ourselves free. Yeah. Because when we hold on to resentment or anger or hurts, it doesn't hurt anybody else but us. Yeah. We're the ones that hold on to that. I remember a quote I read somewhere years ago that said forgiveness is to set a prisoner free Mm -hmm. and realize the prisoner was you that's right so it keeps us shackled in and held in well i think one of the things it does too is if we are in unforgiveness Mm -hmm. um, our mind and our brain has to hold on to the offense Mm -hmm. because i need to remember why i'm not forgiving Mm. So I'm taking up space inside Mm. my mind, inside my heart of how do I hold on to those reasons Mm. so that I remember why I'm mad at you. Um, So we're taking up that space that that, you know, takes away from other things. So it's replaying. And then then that makes us relive it, too. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. Okay. so what's the keeping it real question? All right. (laughs) Here's the keeping it real question. Um, Who has been the hardest person in your life to forgive? Mm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let me think about that. Um, Hmm. You know, what's interesting is I think that for me generally, it's easier for me to forgive people who have hurt me Mm -hmm. directly or who I've had some you know, whatever issue with. Um, but it's it's when somebody hurts my son yep. um, or someone else I love that, boy, that's the hard thing. And I, I can think of, I can think of one person that has to do with my son, one person that has to do with my mom, actually, and um, two totally different situations. But um, man, yeah, that was, and, and I didn't realize quite, how much I had held on to some of that until I was sitting in a restaurant and this person walked in and I went, he better not walk by me. (laughs) He, she better not walk by me. I'm not going to say, no, no, I'm just kidding. I already gave it away. But I thought, you know, if they walk by me, I really want to say something. And boy, and that it was like that instantaneous realization of, yeah, there's still, there's still some unforgiveness there. And, um, but that's probably the instant I realized that I was still holding on to some of that. But that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's powerful. Yeah. yeah, You know, for me, I think when I'm answering that, the hardest person in my life to forgive, for me, that's been myself. Mm. Because, you know, when we make mistakes in life, mm-hmm. um, our mistakes sometimes hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that... Um, holding on to that you know I was asking myself just recently okay so why is it so hard for me to forgive me Mm. and one of the the very most honest answer that came up is because if I forgive myself um, it means it didn't matter Mm. or um, what purpose did holding on forgiveness towards myself what what purpose did that serve Mm -hmm. was you know what I'm punishing myself I'm punishing myself for yeah. things that happened. Yeah. So whether it is um, I don't want to forgive myself because I, I never want to forget what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say for me, that person is actually me. Ooh, that's good, too. How do you what are the steps to forgive yourself? I mean, I think that maybe 
and how do we realize that that we're kind of holding ourselves hostage I think one of the ways to even recognize I'm holding myself hostage is what are the feelings towards myself? Mm. Am I angry at myself? Am I beating myself up? Am I reminding myself of, you know, what I've done? Mm -hmm. Or do I feel guilty? Mm. You know, do I feel guilty? You know, when I see, like, I'll say a lot of times as moms, we do this. We, you know, we beat ourselves up for it. We may have intentionally or unintentionally hurt our kids. Mm -hmm. But when we see them hurting with a repercussion of one of our choices, mm -hmm. um, it's like we feel like, oh, my gosh, it's my fault. Yeah. Look what I did. Yeah. And so I think part of, of forgiving yourself and recognizing I'm holding on forgiveness is when you sense a feeling of guilt. Mm. That's good. That's really powerful. I think we have to just kind of take a moment and think about that for a second. Yeah. So if... If I'm feeling that way, um, and I I know, okay, and and I'm sure probably as soon as you said that, they're probably, if we said, can I see a, a show of hands, <laughs> you know, it's probably just about all of us, because yeah, I mean, I can even identify times like that for sure, but um, so that's, that's me, that's our friend listening mm -hmm. that's joined us today, and you're so not alone, now, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. we all feel that way. Yeah. I don't know anybody that says, oh, it's so easy to forgive myself. <laughs> and if that's you, yeah. um, maybe ask yourself, why is it so easy to forgive myself? And is that really just a coping mechanism of I'm quickly saying, oh, I didn't mean it. Oh, I was sorry. Is it mm. more because I can't sit with that feeling of responsibility or accountability? or So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. And, and how do we divide it so... I'm just holding myself accountable, you know, but yet you keep beating yourself up for something that you've done. But you also feel like, well, but aren't I supposed to feel bad? Well, and I think that this is one of those things that if I'm holding myself accountable, I'm not in denial. I'm saying, yes, I did those things or yes, my my actions contributed to this. Mm -hmm. But then there's also a part of one is, am I remorseful about it? Mm. You know, do do I want to make an amend for it? Mm -hmm. Do I, would I want to change it? Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter of actually sometimes having those conversations with yourself that say, you know what, in those moments, though what I did maybe affected somebody else, I can make an amend where I can, mm -hmm. but it's also telling yourself, you know what, in that moment, maybe I was doing the best I could. Mm. Maybe I was making the best decision and it wasn't my intention to hurt anyone, though it did. Yeah. So you're acknowledging, you're taking accountability, but you're also giving a grace that says, one, I'm going to repair where I can, mm -hmm. but then I'm also going to give myself that permission that I can quit beating myself up over it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean... I think it was okay. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Now we know why Kim is a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So the the idea of, you know, I mentioned taking on like an offense or a hurt from somebody that did something to somebody I love. Um, how do we work through that? Taking on someone else's offense it's really hard. You know, I like to just say, what's my part in that? You mm -hmm. know, was that done to me? And you don't want to turn it into like a codependency where I'm going to feel your feelings for you. Uh, um, I think there's a part of just recognizing I'm mad too. Mm -hmm. 
I'm mad. Um, my loved one was hurt. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just going to be angry now, I want to say it's important to set boundaries. Okay. Because sometimes people think forgiveness means we don't have boundaries. Okay. And boundaries are setting those up, saying, "One, this person hurt my loved one. Mm -hmm. So maybe rather than me being angry at the person that hurt them, maybe I can just go attend to my loved one." Mm. Maybe I can yeah. speak a word that says, you know what, I see that that, that was hurt. Mm -hmm. um, how can I actually speak some truth and some life into that situation? Mm -hmm. And then guarding your heart the same way as you're forgiving somebody that offended you. Yeah, It's really the same as when somebody forgave or offended somebody else. Yeah. The, the forgiveness process is actually the same thing. And one of those is each time, each time you remember it, mm -hmm. because people will say, well, forgive and forget. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Or they'll say the Bible says that God doesn't remember, you know, our sins are as far as the east is from the west, but we're not God. Mm -hmm. And our brain is created in that we do remember. But what we can do is when that offense comes back up, when we begin to re-experience it, even if we've made a choice to forgive in that moment, it's not forgive and forget. Mm -hmm. It's forgive and choose not to remember when it's brought back up mm -hmm. what am i going to do am i going to ruminate in my mind and replay it over and over mm -hmm. and re-experience it right so i'm saying yeah they hurt my loved one and mm -hmm. i can't believe they did that and and i'm actually giving life to it i'm i'm putting miracle grow on those thoughts <laughs> right rather than putting roundup on those thoughts mm. and saying you know what Yes, they hurt my loved one, and I've made a choice to forgive, and today I'm going to forgive again. Mm, good, you know, as good. as Christians, yeah. sometimes it's important to say, and you know what? I'm putting that under the blood of Jesus. Mm. So I think it's just more, it's not a once and done. It's every time I'm reminded, every time those feelings come back up, I just get to speak to those thoughts, and I get to say, this was a decision I made. Yeah. And it doesn't mean I don't feel it again. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to the thought, too, then, of... When we are living in a thought of forgiveness and saying, you know, we know that in order for us to to be forgiven, that we have to forgive. But it also doesn't mean that we are a doormat. That's it, right. And, and there's there's a there's a balance there in what forgiveness means as far as even biblically. Right. Well, and I think that's what holds people back from forgiveness a lot of times is what is our definition of forgiveness? Mm -hmm. Forgiveness does not mean I have to be in relationship with you. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness doesn't mean I have to like you. Right. Forgiveness means I'm going to I'm going to give up that right to be right. I'm going to. Um, honor my own self. I'm going to honor those those wounds. I'm mm -hmm. going to honor what happened to me, but then I'm also going to protect that with healthy boundaries that say it may be, you know what, you and I are no longer friends. Yeah. Not as a punishment, yeah. but as a protection. Yeah, that's really good. We're talking about forgiveness today on podcast number nine. And just real quick, I want to interject this kind of a little ad here, but go back and listen. If this is the first time for you to join us on the podcast, we'd love for you to take a moment after this one and go back and listen to our first eight because um, that gives you an insight into who we are a little bit more and and some of our topics because one of the things we mentioned, Kim, and is that we want people to understand we're going to tackle all different That's kinds right. of topics.
jokes and sometimes we might laugh sometimes we might cry but we're gonna we're <laughs> sometimes we might do both yeah <laughs> yeah that's really a balance right but you know but we but we encourage you um we'd love to get to know you more too we'd love to hear about what you are interested in you know if there are things that you'd like for us to discuss we'd love to hear your thoughts so just um go ahead and subscribe also to wherever you're listening to your favorite podcast is um where we want you to join us and go ahead and subscribe and be our friend and join us on here but um our topic today talking about forgiveness um let's talk about um we mentioned some of the misconceptions of forgiveness but let's talk about a little deeper about what that means okay well and before we do i, I wanted to also share i was um I was in a training, and mm-hmm. I do lots of trainings, and there was something that was said by a Dr. Stephen Stosny, and he wrote a program called Compassion Works. Mm-hmm. But he, he wrote something, and he was talking about resentment. And he said, dragging the chain of resentment through life is like carrying around a, a bag of horse manure. <laughs> now, okay, he didn't say manure. He said another <laughs> word. Uh, but he went on to say, you want to smear the bag of horse doo-doo on the face of the person that you resent. Mm. So you carry it around, waiting for the opportunity. You carry it around, you carry it around, you carry it around, and guess who stinks? Mm. When we hold that, that goes back to that whole idea of mm. we're the one that that hurts. Mm. So on those mis those misconceptions or the myths of what forgiveness is, mm-hmm. um, one is forgiveness does not erase the past. Mm. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, forgiveness is not absolving or saying it's okay. Absolving is God's job. Mm -hmm. I'm not God. Um, It's not letting bygones be bygones. So again, we want healthy boundaries in place. It doesn't mean I'm just going to forgive and let you hurt me again. It's not condoning. And most importantly, it's not about reconciling. I don't, if I forgive somebody, I don't have to be in a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And so it's permission to say, I can, I can, um, I'll say I can bless you, but I'm going to bless you from afar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so those are maybe the biggest misperceptions. Or it's also maybe the last one is a misperception that forgiveness is for the other person. Because mm. it's not. Mm. Um, chances are the other person really, yeah, they may want to be forgiven, but they're going to move on. Mm. And so you're the one that's left holding that bag of unforgiveness. Mm. And there really are benefits of forgiveness because when we carry unforgiveness, it affects our physical body. Mm-hmm. Um, unforgiveness and resentment. I mean, our body holds in things and it affects things like our blood pressure, our heart. It affects um, depression, anxiety. So unforgiveness actually hurts us in more than just our emotions. Mm. And, you know, and if we if we knew when if we knew that we had cancer um, and we know like the tentacles go out from the cancer cell and, and invade, you know, That's other right. areas of your body. And when the doctor says, well, we're, what we're going to need to do is cut that out. We're going to have treatment for it, but, yeah. uh, but we absolutely believe that you'll be fine after we take care of this, then we would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But if, if we are holding unforgiveness, it's like a cancer that Absolutely. spreads to every other part of our body. And it, it is, it's noticeable whether you think it is or not. You know, we've been around people I know through our lives that um, have been hurt and, and definitely hurt, you know, definitely had something that, 
that was wrong, that was done to them, even if it wasn't their fault. But you can always tell by being around someone who has not forgiven, mm-hmm. um, it begins to it begins to wear and to yeah. show, kind of like the horse manure idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's the silent killer. Yeah. Because when somebody says, I will never forgive this person. Yeah. I will never, ever, ever forgive this person. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that's that's hurting you. Mm-hmm. And so part of that is, you know, when we look at, it's not just people that have done things intentionally, but it's also those things that are unintentional. Um, but I want to maybe, can we, let's change it to kind of what do we do and how to forgive. Absolutely. Because... In how to forgive, first of all, forgiveness is a choice and it's a decision. It is not a feeling. Okay. Because you're probably never going to feel like forgiving yeah. because you've been hurt. Yeah. So the first thing is don't wait until you feel like forgiving. It's you make a choice. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this work. Um, think about the incident and how it affected you and honor yourself because there is a validation in being able to say this happened mm-hmm. and I was hurt and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. So we need to validate that. We need to heal ourselves on that. Pray and ask God to help us forgive those things. And sometimes if you're not ready to forgive is praying and saying, Lord, would you help me to even want to forgive? Mm-hmm. That may be the first step that yeah. you're at Yeah, is I don't want to. So I'm asking, help me to even get the want to. Um, you know, when in praying, in praying for somebody, um, it's kind of funny because I remember my mom, you were talking about taking on other people's offenses. Mm -hmm. And there was a time when, when there was a person that really hurt my mom and dad and my mom, it almost actually led her to wanting to end her life and commit Mm -hmm. suicide. Uh, and she said that, man, I know the Bible says you're supposed to pray for somebody. And she would say every time she saw this person, she said, man, I pray they fall and break their neck. Uh, <laughs> and there was kind of on a humorous side, there was a country song that was written mm-hmm. about forgiveness. And I want to say, we'll kind of smile at this, but this is not what we want to do. There's a song that says, I'll pray for you. And it says, I pray your brakes go out running down a hill. And I pray a flower pot falls on your head from a windowsill. So that is not the kind of prayer praying that we're wanting to do, right. it may just be saying, Lord, help me to be willing to forgive. Mm. And in releasing that and recognizing God loves the person that hurt you. Mm. God loves the offender yes, just like he loves the offended. Mm-hmm. And that was something that personally I had to really work through. There was somebody that really, really hurt me. And I was sitting in church one day and I felt the Lord kind of speaking to my heart and said, you need to forgive her. Mm. And my response was, but Lord, don't you see what she did to me? Mm. And he, I just felt the Lord asking me, well, but why can you forgive this other person? And mm-hmm. I said, because I love them. Mm-hmm. And within just a few like seconds, and I knew this was not me, mm-hmm. it was, but I love her. Mm. And God loves the people that have hurt us. Mm. And so some of those first steps, it may be, uh, it took me a while to forgive this person and I didn't want to pray for this person. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, I was going to a church and they were getting ready to redecorate in the church. And so there was this one Sunday and they handed out Sharpie markers Mm -hmm. and they said, we want you to go write the name of the person 
that is away from the Lord or you need to forgive or write the name of that person on the wall. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I don't want to write this person's name on the wall because I don't want them to find Jesus. <laughs> I don't want them to be in heaven with me. Um, but I was obedient to that. Mm-hmm. And I took that Sharpie marker and I wrote this person's name on the wall because mm-hmm. I knew it was hard for me to, to pray for this person even at that point. Mm-hmm. And it was a that was a first step of obedience is, Lord, I'm going to write that person's name down. Mm. And every time I would go into that church sanctuary, I would know my, my writing was on that wall under the paint. Yeah. And I would find it, you know what, today I'm going to I'm gonna just pray for that person. Mm-hmm. It wasn't easy, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. Right. But it's taking that first step and saying, Lord, I want you to forgive me. Yes, I want others to forgive me. So I'm going to take those first steps in forgiving others. So acknowledge what happened label it feel it and it wasn't okay but also ask the lord how can i you know help my heart be willing to open up and even be willing to forgive Mm. you do not need to necessarily go to that person Um, and this is one of a, a recovery tool actually when someone has hurt you or when you've hurt someone else to go and talk to somebody only do that if it's not going to cause further harm Mm. You know, I had somebody that would came to me one time and said, hey, I forgave you for such and such because I've been mad at you for this and this and this. And I wasn't mad to begin with, but then I was mad. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we don't have to necessarily go to the other person. Yeah, It's possible to forgive people that don't say I'm sorry. It's possible to forgive people that are gone, if they're deceased, if they've moved. Forgiveness doesn't have to. I don't need somebody else before I can actually begin that forgiveness process. Mm, that's beautiful. And the Bible talks about praying for our enemies, praying for the people that spitefully use you. You know, Jesus was a perfect example of that, praying on the cross right. and, you know, forgiving, asking God to forgive them because they don't even know what they do. Yeah. And again, going back to that, um, I love that that's a beautiful thought about even just writing their name down mm-hmm. and thinking about how God sees them. Um, because, you know, we've put ourselves in a position above them and in judgment of them that's when right. we are holding unforgiveness and God's the one to take that place, not us. That's right. So I love that, Kim. It's beautiful. Well, I think we're kind of at the end of this episode and so one is I want to encourage um, whoever it is that's listening right now, ask yourself the question, is there somebody that I need to forgive? Mm-hmm. Is that person me? Is that person another person? Is it God? Is it things I've held against God that God hasn't done anything wrong, mm-hmm. but maybe I've been holding anger towards God. So I'm going to just encourage you to ask yourself, is there somebody I need to forgive? And maybe if you're not at that place ready to do that, Ask the Lord mm-hmm. to help my heart be willing to be willing. Yeah. So yeah. as we close today's episode, we want to say how excited we are to have you as our friend. Welcome. We invite you to join us every two weeks as we dive into what it means to be real, raw, and restored. We promise to keep it real and come as we are so that you too can come as you are. To make sure you don't miss an episode, Subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, Keeping It Real Podcast. Remember, there's room for everyone at our table, so don't forget to tell your friends.